The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Nikki and Steve, please keep me anonymous or make up a fun nickname. Also, sorry if this is too long. What's her nickname? Or, or she or he. I actually don't know the gender because there's no name. Um, hmm? 210 Common. 210 Common? What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, 210 Common? 210 Common. 210 Common. I don't get it. Like the, the Egyptian king, the pharaoh. King Tut. Okay. There it is. All right. Uh, sorry we gave you a nickname. I apologize deeply now. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Shit That Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, everybody. What's up? It's Crypto, it's crypto King here. That, okay. Um, we have taken more of your questions, your lovely, lovely questions, uh, to answer today on our lovely, lovely show. Again, we are not experts at anything. This is for entertainment purposes only. If you take our advice, that's on you. So on you, bro. That's your, so that's, your that's our disclaimer there. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on any subject that we are not experts on, again, uh, <coughs> podcast at Nikki.limo is where you're going to want to send those. Podcast at N-I-K-K-I dot L-I-M-O. Like a also, limousine. if you'd like to support our show, check us out on Patreon. Maybe on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Sticky. S-T-I-K-K-I. You'll get many, many perks. Uh, including Steve's uh, crypto corner stream every week, every baby. week for hours at a time. We got a monthly live stream. We got early episodes, all kinds of stuff. Uh, also, we do a free world poker tournament that we've been doing it every that's month. Been fun. Cash, also, we got fantasy prizes. football leagues now. That's been, you that's know, been we sick. just keep adding. We just keep more getting it fucking sick for you to win <laughs> on our podcast, um, on our Patreon. Excuse me. Anyway, let's jump into these questions, shall we? Yep. Okay, this first one. It comes with a trigger warning in the title. So, trigger warning. I want to end my life after heartbreak. Oh, my gosh. Oh, jeez. Okay. So, hi, Nikki and Steve. I understand this email is a little dark, so I'd understand if you decide to skip, but would appreciate anything you would have to say. Okay. I was broken up with my... I was broken up with by my boyfriend of 10 years about five months ago. I could tell he fell out of love with me for a while, but I was in denial and held on until he couldn't any, until he couldn't anymore. It absolutely devastated me as he was my first for everything. And I believe I, a trauma bond. I, 
I'm not, I don't know. I believe IA trauma bond. Not sure how familiar you are with that. Maybe she meant like have a trauma bond. She has a trauma bond. Okay. We've maintained contact since and I'm aware that's not healthy. So I plan on going no contact here soon, but I still struggle hard every day. The most recent painful thing that's happened is that he told me he was going on a weekend trip with his lesbian female friend and that they're not going to do anything inappropriate, but she's moving away and they wanted to spend one last time together. They have plans to hike, spend the night, and then spend the next day doing who knows what. Hearing this broke me all over again for various reasons as I have a de- as I have deep trust issues slash insecurities and I don't want to be naive. She may not have an attraction to him, but I don't doubt he does for her. That's not the most hurtful part, though. It's the fact that for years I begged him to do that kind of stuff with me and it never happened. I mm-hmm. knew that was, yeah, that's yeah. very painful. The few times we did go hiking, we never made a weekend out of it. We drove there, hiked, back, and then went back home. And then someone else comes along and he goes out of his way to spend time with her. And she didn't even have to ask. It's like he's more sad about her moving a whole two hours away than he is about not having me in his life ever again. It's clear he cares more for her than he did for me. I'm in therapy, but the overthinking of him falling for someone else, sleeping with someone else, having a life with someone else kills me. Don't get me wrong. I've had thoughts of suicide my whole life, but this is pushing me over the edge. I just never caught a break my whole life. The reason I'm here is due to the few people I know that would be hurt if I went through with it, but I'm at the point of wishing I was dead every day. My birthday is in two weeks from writing this. I'll be 24, Aries. Woo. Oh, yeah, this is a kind of, this was a couple months ago. I'm uh, behind. Sorry. Um, but I wish it was my last. The pain and frustration of life is too much. Damn. I'm sorry this for this being so long and sad. I don't want to give up, but then again, I do. How can I detach myself from the person I fell for? To, to who he is now how do i cope with knowing in his eyes i wasn't worth it this podcast is something i look forward to every week keeps me going thank you both for existing i'm so grateful sincerely sad girl oh sad, sad girl. girl listen dude this wow. is a toughie for sure it definitely breaks my heart it's so it's so easy to say this kind of shit but it really is true yeah. like you're going through the thick of it you can't see out of the storm but you really will get out of it yeah, it's, it just takes time. I relate so hard to you at this exact age. At 24 yeah, same. was when I, I was I going through, through my most brutal breakup yeah. ever. Yeah. And it was the same thing where like all the things I wanted him to do with me, he was just doing with other people. And it was like, why did we, why was it so hard for me to like, like I had to fight and cry and like do all this stuff and he still wouldn't do it. And then like these other people just get get to do yeah. that and and it, it was really hurtful for sure but that's how you know that it wasn't the right person exactly right? Though. and i i do believe now and like hindsight is 2020 obviously and it's super easy to say this now like 12 years later but um i i think i was getting thrown those experiences that threw me to like the depth of my emotion like you feel right now because i felt so similar to that um because you need them to compare when you have the opposite you know when you really do find that person that 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 true soul connection like it's so obvious like it just like jumps out at you because of what you thought was love and what you thought like you had to do to to get that love and how hard it was and how painful when it got when you were rejected by it and all of this stuff and you were just clinging for so long and then in comparison how easy it is when it's like the person also like why don't you deserve like to go on a hike with somebody who wants to like hang there who wants to be like, there why don't you deserve like all like um what you wanted out of your old relationship you had complaints it's not like you're telling us how perfect it was yeah so that's like it's kind of hard to see though because you're in the middle of the heartache and you're thinking you're dreading it's just a lot of dread and right? you're having a like a hard dread. time letting go yeah but you do need to and you even said that you're very self-aware that <clears throat> yes. you want to go no contact soon like you have to go no contact you soon no contact. you absolutely have to do that it it does hurt. You're gonna think about them a lot. Um, Dude, this sucks. It, you can't even imagine yourself with someone else. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But the more you go without, the like, it's like, um, it's like the tide washing away a footprint. You know, it just gets less and less and less and less until you barely remember what it was like to be with that person. And you have to give yourself that time. And during that time. You just gotta become your own fan. Like you gotta become yes. like a hype man for yourself. You gotta like figure out all the reasons why you fucking rule and why it was their loss. And 
And like until you really believe that, where you're really like, I fucking rule. Like I'm so I'm having so much fun with me. Yep. <laughs> like, like I don't like they missed out. Like they're missing out on all this fucking awesome time that I am. Um, because right now what you are is you're you're letting all your energy go to them. Where you're like it's like you don't even remember who you are without them. Like you're and it, it gives off this energy of like you're giving your power away. Yes, exactly. You have to love yourself. I know that's all corny shit, but you really do have to love yourself so that, you know, you have uh, an emotional core that you can always, you know, have like a steady understanding of self so that you're not worried about what your partner does or what they don't do and how much that's going to ruin your whole day. Yeah. And I know it's really hard to like, like, what do I have to hype myself up about? Like when you're feeling that way. Um, And this is the part that takes a little bit of work, but if you can like really take stock of what you're what you're grateful for in life i know it sounds like cliche but like what you're grateful for and like things that if you were your friend let's say you're your best friend and you're introducing yourself to somebody like what would your best friend say about you like right. what would like uh, how would they describe you to someone new you know and that's when you can really like figure out your good qualities where you're like yeah i am really funny or like i yeah i am like really kind people and do love me why do they love me so yeah much? why do they love me exactly i mean you said like those few people that would be really hurt if you went through with ending your life like what would they say about you like i'm sure they there's many things that they love about you and find those within yourself to love about yourself and then and then comp- like just keep expanding on that. Like every day be like, yeah, I am really, really nice to animals. Like I'm super compassionate, like whatever the things are, nothing's too silly. Also, um, just finding a hobby that like you're like, that you can get into, like where yeah. you could like spend like some hours Change in there your routine a little and bit. it doesn't have to matter. Like, don't think of the end game. Don't think like, where's this hobby going? Just like something that you have fun just doing and like being with. Yep. Yeah. You And you know, play around like, Maybe start with journaling or maybe start with, you know, something you saw on YouTube that looked cool, like making clay pots or some shit. I don't know. Like, but just get really into it where you're like this. You're in the moment. I think that a lot of healing comes from when you can immerse yourself in the present moment and when you're creating something. 100%. So, yeah, I feel you, man. Like, I'm sorry you're going through that. Um if We've, not for our breakups, though, we really wouldn't ever have gotten better. Absolutely. Like, I'm so glad I went through every one. My worst one was the same thing as you, early 20s. Mm-hmm. This was before I was on YouTube or anything like that. But it was just one of those things where you just had, your whole life was so intertwined with theirs. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're thinking about their family and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, I don't, I guess I don't know those people anymore. It's, like, the weirdest adjustment. Yeah, or even, like, that feeling of, why not me? Like, why didn't they choose me? Yeah, Like, exactly. I chose them. Why didn't they choose me back? Like, like, they said that they chose me, but they didn't, like, really, in their heart, like, they didn't, they didn't want to go on a hike with I me. Know. They didn't want to plan a whole vacation with me. I remember being jealous of my ex's brother because my ex had to love her brother. That's how jealous I was. That's how much I thought I loved this chick. Yeah. Because I was like, well, she has to love him. Like, man, that'd be cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a sad thing. Yeah. And do you think, like, I don't know, I haven't really completely examined this, but maybe it's a control issue, like, where it's like you almost, you love them so much, you want to control that they, like, it just drives you crazy that they don't love you the same way yeah, back for sure. and like the more that you're just hyper fixated on this like needing them to love you back the same way you're like missing the bigger picture that that person's not for you not for you like that the love should come as easily as you give it should come back to you exactly with the right person and it was always a goddamn struggle with this chick and it was always a struggle i mean dude it was always a struggle no matter what because it's like you know there's just I there's just what I think a lot of our married friends think happens where it's like a certain amount of time goes by you stop giving a shit about that person really yeah. and like that's normal and you guys have a marriage and you guys are going to start doing shit and raising kids and stuff it's like yikes that's yeah. fucking yikes mundo I couldn't imagine not being I, best friends with my the person I had to be forever and with and wanting to hang with you the most out yeah. of anybody and all that shit dude but there's oh god it's just, it's just so dark out there when you look at that kind of shit because it's like 
because but people do think that that's normal and i started to think that that was normal too i was like man like well after a certain point yeah this is the this is like the romantic period but after a certain point yeah i started to think that was normal too i just thought that was normal i mean a lot of people do and that's why they go oh movie love doesn't exist blah 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 because like we've just been shown time and time again unhealthy relationships and you know what really helped too during this period of time the more you get to love yourself you start sending setting boundaries and breaking patterns where you're like you know what I love this so much, like this period of time of just being with me that like I'm not going to go through another relationship where I'm the only one giving like I'm going to give freely like they'll get a clean slate. But if they aren't reciprocating, I'm just not going to fight about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I I'm just going to cut it off and nip it in the bud like we, we can talk about. It. I'll tell them like, hey, I feel like I'm detaching from you because I don't feel like it's being reciprocated and you have that give them opportunity but you don't you don't have to put yourself through the same thing now that you've been through it you know what it's like you can decide and choose from here i'm not gonna have an experience like that again exactly yeah so i i wish you the best you're so young and i know it feels like i remember at that point feeling like well i've been depressed before and so like yeah obviously this is a cycle that keeps happening and i just got to end it you know um, but it really is like each iteration of this cycle, like you'll have ups and downs obviously in life, but you get stronger every time. Like you get very strong to where like the next time it happens, you're like, oh yeah, this hurts. Yeah. Okay. But, um, I know I can get through it. Exactly. Like I'm, I know I can go through it and also, I, we didn't say this, but definitely go see a therapist. She said that she was going, that's the only oh, reason I didn't okay. bring it up. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. But this, these are formative things, man. These yeah. make you stronger, believe it or not. And we're rooting for you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, sad girl. I hope you're feeling better by now. This was back in April. So, um, yeah, I hope you're feeling much better. I, in my head, you've moved completely on. You're freaking rocking it, making clay pots everywhere. Yes. Um, okay. Next question is from... Jeez, there's a lot of like ad offers. Jeez. Okay. This one is titled Possible Best Friend Breakup Over Politics? Sad face. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, we don't really like to talk about politics or religion on this show, but last time we did talk about religion a little bit. So let's hear what you have to say. Um, Hey, Nikki and Steve, please keep me anonymous or make up a fun nickname. Also, sorry if this is too long. What's her nickname? Or, or she or he. I actually don't know the gender because there's no name. Um, hmm? 210 Common. 210 Common? What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, huh? 210 Common? Tutan Common. Tutan Common. Tutan Common. I don't get it. Like the, the Egyptian king, the pharaoh. King Tut. Okay. There it is. All right. Uh, sorry we gave you a nickname. I apologize deeply now. <laughs> First off, I wanted to say, I love this podcast and your vlogs. Nikki, I love how you think and how your brain works. It's so relatable to me and you're incredibly intelligent. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. That's so sweet. Your work your work ethic is admirable. I also have a cat named Joe and he's a little scaredy butt as well. Steve, <laughs> you are so funny and I love your input on pretty much anything. Oh, that's so, you're very sweet. It's so sweet. Okay, so one of my best friends and I recently disagreed with some political views. We both don't even keep up with most political topics even better as you know after roe v wade got overturned it affected a lot of people on both sides we agree on majority of things but she's more extreme than i after barely talking about our differences over a couple text messages she left me on red but proceeded to post her opinions on twitter i didn't think much of it at first because we've had differences in opinions before the next day, she started subtweeting me and quoting some of my opinions. This really hurt me because I'm not some stranger. We've built almost a decade worth of friendship and great memories. Why are you subtweeting me when you can just talk to me directly about it? What's subtweeting real quick? Subtweeting is when you say something about someone, but you don't name them. Oh, I see. So like when it's like... You're talking got, about them, but you're not talking about yeah, them. Yeah, it's like, oh, some people need to wear a Wu hat all the time or a Coogee, Kujira hat. <laughs> and isn't that fucking annoying? And That's so I'm, funny. <laughs> de- I'm definitely talking about you, but yeah. I don't say who it is. Right. Okay, so she ended up going on a trip with her grandma a few days. Um, so I left her alone thinking maybe she needed to cool down or needed some space. Still no word from her after she came back. I don't even know how to feel. I want to text her saying, are we even friends anymore? But not sure if I should just give her time. Also, I'm a Leo sun, Taurus moon. She's a Cancer sun, Scorpio moon. Oh, well, very emotional. Just putting that out there. 
Probably means nothing to Steve, lol. Yeah, <laughs> facts. Our lives are really different, but I uh, believe even with differences in lifestyle, we can still be close friends because those things aren't the foundation of our friendship. I recently got engaged planning my wedding, and she has never had a boyfriend and jokes about being a spinster when I know that's not what she truly wants. She complains about wanting a boyfriend like every week. She's been wanting to lose weight for a few years, but doesn't put in the work. We started our weight loss journey together. I lost 40 pounds, and she hasn't made any progress Congrats. in a year. Um, she complains about a lot of things she's unhappy with, but never takes any action to change her situations. She can be stubborn, but I know she has a great heart. We can never shut up when we're together and we have the same type of humor. I truly have so much care and love for her. I always recommend her to invest in therapy. I went for about eight months around 2019 and it completely changed my perspective in life. But she spends her money on tattoos and to me, meaningless temporary joys, but says therapy is too expensive. I don't know. Sorry for venting. I just don't know what to do. Am I valuing this friendship more than her? Does her actions now speak louder than our history maybe our lives are too different now should i reach out any advice is greatly appreciated thank you and love you both um thank you in advance oh we're both turning 27 and turning we're both 27 turning 28 this year thanks again sounds like you're down to be friends and um you don't know where she's at yeah i mean the 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 hard part is and i think that you learn this as you get older especially you're you know getting into your later 20s is that I think, I believe, and so does Steve believes that um, being able to have an open mind and differ in opinions and perspectives with people doesn't mean that you can't be friends. You know, like as long as you're having respectful discourse with each other and you respect each other regardless of exactly you know with of opinions and you validate each other obviously there's if no someone, litmus test for yeah. friendship it's like you don't have to believe a certain thing for me to be your friend exactly um unless it's like oh i think we should like rape and murder people on the regular or something like that on, like, the, like, reg. on the reg you know like it's a spicy take <laughs> but i mean most most topics most type topics especially political and religious um they get heated but especially when you have a different opinion, mm -hmm. but you should be able to, like there are valid, there are valid points on each side. Otherwise it wouldn't be so polarizing. Yes, right? of course. And but, so but also, your friend is not the mayor. No. And they're not the governor. <laughs> and so sometimes we do this shit to each other. We're like, we're like yelling at them. Like they're the, like they're responsible the tip for of the spear responsible for all this shit all happening. And it's like, dude, they don't have control over anything. Neither do you. So that's why I don't do that to people. But what's what's happening right now is there, and I've seen like a lot of talk of people who are like, well, I shouldn't have to listen to anyone, exactly. and they'll they'll brand it as like, like anyone with a different opinion, they'll brand it as something like, um, like not I don't I want to say hate speech, but that's not yeah, like, like something like but that. I shouldn't like, have to listen to like, it. I, you know, I shouldn't even have to give them a platform or whatever. Right. And it's like you're talking about your friend or like your family or people mm -hmm. that you have loved and respected in the past, but because they have like a different opinion, you're just not even going to listen to why they have that opinion. I'd at least like to know why. Same. Like even if an opinion startled me, where I was like, "Holy shit, that's." extreme and like completely different than what i believe i still want to know why because then if you don't know why someone thinks the way they do you'll never change their mind yeah so i don't have any chance at changing their mind if i don't know really why yeah. and what the what the politics tends to do is like only listen to the people on our side because we're telling you what they think but yeah exactly but you're not allowed to actually talk to them about what they think that's all straw like, man we're, shit. yeah we're gonna tell you what they think and then you're gonna get angry about it because it's obviously ridiculous what yeah. they think and then you don't have to talk to them about it's it like, you just know that's ridiculous it's like they're a bunch of tree huggers or or they think they should get to own nukes and it's like okay guys yeah or whatever <laughs> nobody's gonna meet in the middle like, on any there's, of this shit there's just a bunch <laughs> of like broad generalizations and this is why that, that side's bad yeah so i say that because there i uh, it makes me sad that whenever i see someone that's like i cut this person out of my life because blah 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 and like it's, it doesn't seem like they even got gave the other person a chance to to talk or or whatever well, and then um, they'll, they'll over explain some ridiculous thing about what they think their friend believes yeah. instead of just like letting their friend talk for themselves and also like broadcasting it publicly like that yeah, like to get, and it, that part is to get confirmation bias yes. that like you're doing the right thing oh my god i can't even believe you had to put up with that they like want this like 
like online sympathy. It's so weird. It's a dopamine I hit. don't like it. It is yeah. a do- probably a dopamine hit thing. People are really addicted to this like external validation that they get online from people agreeing with them. And like, it's like this little like buzz. It's mm-hmm. like they, they just like, and then they, they get offline and th- and they're alone. Like yeah, they're dude. alone in their room and they spend hours like in this little portal in their phone. But it's sad to me. I think you have a really great head on your shoulders. I'm sorry that some, like you're gonna have friends. Just know from this point out that there are gonna be people that are your friends that just, when you disagree, they all of a sudden think they can't talk to you. Mm-hmm. And It's the people who, I mean, you know, in a similar vein, um, I was raised where if you have an argument, you can't just go upstairs and just slam the door. Yeah. Like you have to f- try to figure out what's going on. But then some people weren't raised that way. So they just don't have the tools, I think, to handle conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if they know what to do. So I don't even necessarily blame the person. Sometimes it's just like a misfit. Like they, it's not going to fit because they deal with conflict in a different way than you do. Yeah. I'm not saying that my way is necessarily right because if you're the type of person, like I have a buddy who's like, I have to walk away because I get so fucking heated that I'll ruin everything if uh-huh. I stay in the room. So I get it, but it's like, you know, you have Go to take like- take a breath. And take then... the temperature of the room. Yeah, take a breath. But like, you know, it just depends on who your friend is and how compatible you guys are as friends too. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big part of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And like, do you want- are you able to maintain a friendship with someone who's not willing to even talk to you after that's kind of like a, almost like a blessing in disguise that she's showing you that. And exactly. maybe there's just some growth and maturity that needs to happen within. If she's so fragile that she can't hang or talk to you because yeah. of a political disagreement. Yeah. It's not really the going to be, I mean, you know, it's, it's sort of a red flag maybe yeah. for a friendship. Is and all. Or maybe, you know, like sometimes when you start being friends, you guys are both on this level and then one like grows and matures and the other one kind of stays at the same level and you don't really realize how much you've drifted apart yes. until like something like this happens where you're like, wait, you're not even going to talk to me about that? That's yeah. crazy. Um, Dude, and that's I, just, I love busting my family's balls because they'll start yelling about politics or some shit at family shit. It was shit. so startling to me because my family never talks about part- politics. Oh, my and I go to be, your family and I'm like, I don't even know who half these so people funny. are. Like, but they'll, they'll be yelling about some shit, right? And and then they'll say something in the room. And we're all just at my fucking grandma's house, right? <laughs> and they'll say something in the room. And it's like, like they all think we're all on TV right now. And like it fucking matters or does anything. Yeah. Like it's just so funny. And like nobody's the governor. Like everyone can just chill out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like when we leave here, these four walls are the only things that had to suffer that all that stupid shit that was just talked about. Literally, the needle has not moved one bit. Yeah. So just chill out, hug your family, love your neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. What can you do? Exactly. I mean, nothing's real. John the Lennon said. The world is hollow. But all, I mean, we're, what I like to do when I'm going through an issue like this is I like to zoom out and think about how little time we have on Earth. Like, we, you're already like 27, Okay, let's say you live to like 85 or let's say you live to 87 just to make it easy about math. Like you got 60 more years left. Like like it's going to go by so fast. You're already a third or fourth of the way done with that. It's crazy. Like just chill a third of the way done with that. Chill out. Yeah, you need to chill. Listen, the more that you guys sit there and watch your angry boxes. Well, I don't think she needs to chill. No, 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 I know. But but people, there's there's people who just get stuck in these things where they're so obsessed with watching cable news or whatever. And they're just watching their anger box every by design. night by design, by design, I think, and and you know just getting so mad at these issues that I yeah. they can't do shit about. And it's like, okay, cool, keep on voting for people who literally won't do anything about it either, dude. I promise it's you, it's just better. No matter who you vote for, they're not doing shit for you. Don't dude. hang. Dude, you're just good, better off without. And it's sad. And maybe it's just a break, a temporary break. But yeah, you don't need that kind of energy in your life. I think. Amen. So I'm sorry. That sucks. Um, I hope that. She either grows or, you know, you grow without her. The only things I've ever gotten in life like the, that helped me progress were things that I had to do myself or build myself with people that I know and love or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But never waiting for some politician to deliver for me anything ever. Yeah, or like yelling, part of my mantra. <laughs> yelling about it doesn't do it. Like, I've been angry at things. Sure. Like, you know, this Roe v. Wade thing. Yeah. Uh, but... Like not where I'm like yelling at going online trying to find everyone that 
disagrees with me to yell at them or like people who in my family thinks this way and I'm going to go find them and yell it's at them so, or whatever. It's, it's so wild. Like why waste your energy on that? It's not, they don't get to do anything about it. Maybe nope. they have some warped views on, you know, maybe they have differences of opinion, but they can't, it's like, it's not up to, it's out of our control yep. and it sucks. Um, so let's just put our energy towards something more useful. Um, that's how I feel about politics in general. It just is a bunch of energy suck, energy drain on everybody. Yep. Um, and it's by design. It's there to try to warp your brain about to somebody keep you else. In, in negative. Not to have not to have clarity about what other people think, but to instead tilt you in a certain way so that it suits Divide, their needs. Divisive. Yes. For elections. Yes. To get votes at elections. I mean, people who are obsessed with politics, like there's a guy named Chris Matthews who used to be on MSNBC all the time. And he would talk about how every time they, he mentioned the word politics, it was about the politics of this uh, issue. It's about how they can how they can stuff it through the the TV to bend people's like wills in one way or another. That's just that's what the game is of politics. People. Mm -hmm. People know that. They even, Bob Woodward wrote a whole book about it called The Price of Politics. I read that book. It's so fascinating how they play these games with each other. Mm -hmm. And like behind closed doors, they all like agree on certain things, but then they go politically deal with it. You know, it's yeah. just, it's just, it's, it's theater, fascinating. It's all art of war. Yeah, theater, it is. So, well, once one entity owns both sides, then that's how the world runs. They just, one entity owns both sides. If you look up the Rothschilds, it's pretty fucking crazy. Like, they used to hold all these wars. Spicy, spicy. I know, where they, like, they fund both sides of the wars. And it's just to keep the commoners fighting so you don't even look up. You don't look up and don't see who's up. running the whole show. Don't look up. So, like, they, yeah, they just, hey, we own you and you, and you're going to fight about this, and here's the talking points, and go. And then we'll pay you to stay... Uh, we'll, we'll give you a, a life of luxury, but welcome, you guys got to fight in public. Welcome to Crony Capitalism Corporatist so. America. I love it. I need it. And it's I want just a little, it. That's why we don't talk about politics on here. So yep. there's that. Uh, anyway, we're going to go to a break. Buy whatever you tell you, we tell you to buy and uh, download whatever we tell you to download, especially Best Fiends. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Um, love Best Fiends. Um. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Hey, I'm Nolan Sykes, a host of Past Gas, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Every week, my co-hosts, James Pumphrey, Joe Weber, and I bring you some of our favorite stories from the hollowed halls of car history. From the amazing to the weird to the utterly unforgettable moments, we cover it all. Join us as we take a look at the wild stories and larger-than-life characters behind legendary cars and car makers. So if you love cars or just like a good story, check out Past Gas by Donut Media, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. 
Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Thank you for supporting the <laughs> show. All right, we're back, and we have more of your questions. Again, if you have a question you would like to submit to the show, we are not experts, disclaimer, but podcast at Nikki.limo. That's podcast at N-I-K-K-I dot L-I-M-O. Okay, this next one is titled Reconnecting with Friends. Mm. It's a lot of friendship ones. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Nikki and Steve. I love listening to your podcast, going to work and going home from work. Since 2020, I've been distancing myself from my friends from high school and college due to my anxiety being really high when I interact with people. I want to reconnect back with friends since I have a better handle on my anxiety, but just uh, just being around people. But every time I want to message them online, my anxiety gets back to me since I don't know how to start the conversation since we haven't talked since 2020. I, haven't, I have seen them online in the video games that we play, and I want to ask them to play together, but because we haven't talked talked in a while how do i go back to talking to them uh weekly to not talking to them at all from the past few for the past few weeks how do you go back to getting how, how do you get back, back to weekly to... after not talking to them for a minute yeah okay would it be weird to reach out to them because we haven't talked in a while more context we are all 24 year old years old if that helps <laughs> thank you iceman and nikki for the advice um just reach out yeah yeah i just i know it's easy but it's down, you're making it a bigger deal in your head <coughs> yeah and so it, se- it seems really big to you but to them it's not it's not that big of a deal like if you reached out of the blue they're like they're not like whoa this is weird we haven't yeah. talked in so long he's just randomly gonna act like we're friends still like they're like no one's like that shit I, happens routines change now just you just have to cycle yourself back in if you got a text from a friend that you used to talk to all the time and they were like hey i miss you what's up um, you wouldn't be like, what? Yeah, you wouldn't be like, what a weirdo. You'd be like, oh, cool, I missed that. But we haven't talked in like a certain period of time. This is very odd. Yeah. Yeah, nobody thinks that. Yeah, no like one that. like hyperanalyzes nobody that. So like that. let your worries go away. And then if it makes you feel better, well, sometimes like when I have anxiety, I'm just imagining the worst case scenario. I'm like, yes. worst case scenario, they're like, what a weirdo. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, they're yeah, weird for doing weird. that. So like, it's not Therefore, on you. Therefore, they're weird. Yeah, you're not the weird one. Anyway, uh, go have fun with your friends, man. For real. <laughs> All right, next question. Creepy night shift story is the name of this topic. I don't read any of these beforehand, so it gets me going when I read the topic title. Um, Dearest Crypto King and Icebreaker. Hello. Hello. Breaker, breaker, one, two, three. As of the time I'm typing this email, I'm getting off work 4 a.m. for the listeners. It is yet again that binge listening janitor that has a podcast playing the entire nine hours he is cleaning someone's office slash restroom it's a boring shift when there isn't a new big mood episode keeping me company or should they don't tell you i would assume he only put a big mood but well that won't last for long hey (laughs) i seriously can't get enough of it but it's something that i always look forward to keep it up i'm cheering y'all from the inside of a quiet building all by myself or am i really alone working at night has its perks no one on the road no people to bother you and i get to avoid the blistering sun you're like a vampire man yeah the minor downsides are not many stores are open, nobody is awake, my girlfriend will set alarms to wake up and call me to make sure I'm not dead, lol, and just overall pretty lonely. I'm okay with most of these things, but recently my employers changed my route, meaning I get a set of new places to clean, one of which is a nursing school. I absolutely hate it here, mm. with a capital H. Working in this location made me discover a new fear I have, and that is and that is the fear of dolls. <laughs> This location is full of mannequins in beds for simulations in this field. Oh my god, that is creepy. Uh, I feel like while I mop the room with this row of dolls in beds, they just turn and look at me. So I keep my head down and I try not to look at them. Turns up podcast audio. My most recent shift scared me the most, surpassing the initial fear I had beyond anything I felt. Picture this. You're standing in a long, dim hallway vacuuming. The time is almost 3.30 a.m., The power goes out for just a second and then it comes back on. Moments later, you hear something moving around in a bed behind a locked door. I'm not saying flipping over the pillow type of moving. I'm saying a wild animal is stuck in a cage and trying to break out. Keep in mind, I am alone for all nine hours. This is the same room that gave me bad bad, bad vibes since day one, so I always lock the door the second I leave it. I refuse to check what it was. I lock all the rooms, clocked out early, armed the building, and bolted home. As I'm locking the doors, I'm texting my girlfriend what is happening, and she's freaking out just as much. I stop replying because I'm trying to leave this place ASAP, and she calls in an explosion of worry. She stays with me on the phone just in case something else happens. This encounter is one of the many types of stories us nighttime workers come across. I have a video of a drawer opening on its own. What? 
oh my god audio of restroom stalls slamming and just mind-bending stories people might find me crazy for telling unfortunately i have to go back again tonight and the next day and the next day until i decide i've had enough of this place do you think i'll get over my fear of dolls what are ways to just conquer my fears like these mentally straining moments I don't know, man. That freaks me the fuck out. I couldn't do it. I would have That's to quit. Scary, bud. I'm, ne- I'm like, I quit immediately. Immediately, no. Immediately, no. Dude, I just saw a fucking ghost, hundred percent. I know. You told me about that. Yeah, that was fucking weird. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I talked about it a little bit on JK. But you weren't scared. No, I wasn't scared, but it was fucking weird. If that happened, I'd be scared shitless. Yeah, that's weird, dude. Because that's a a, that sounds like a shit? mean entity. Yeah, man. So like yeah. the thing you saw wasn't mean. <clears throat> no. So me and Nikki. We were recently staying, <laughs> bless you, at a Thank hotel you. in L.A. at the Bicycle Hotel. A haunted hotel. Yeah, exactly. Just a fucking gambling hotel, right? And uh, and uh, we were both, you know, asleep and shit. And then I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm facing um, the alarm clock. For And I'm, like, awake for, like, I don't know, two minutes. And then I turn over um, just to, like, you know, adjust or whatever. I turn, turn myself over. And then I just see this fucking dude standing over me and Nikki's bed. He's just like, it's just like, you know, it's a completely dark room. But do you see like a face and a... Don't see a face. I just okay. see complete shadow like of a man standing mm-hmm. there, right? And he's like gaunt. He's like fucking like a skinny dude. Oh. He's just standing there. And there's um, this white lamp behind um, where that guy's at, right? Yeah. That I can't see because he's standing in front of it. Oh. He's not translucent or any bullshit. He's just like, it's just like you wake up and there's just a fucking dude like a standing silhouette. There. Yeah. And I was so confused because I was like, whoa, there's a fucking dude in here. But it, I wasn't even, I wasn't like, holy shit. Like, I want to fucking jump up right now and get a baseball bat. It was like one of those, it was just a weird thing. Like, like, what the fuck? There's a dude in here. Like, what is going on? And then I started to sit up and he like, kind of stepped back mm-hmm. like moved back closer to the lamp in further into the corner yeah and then i was like confused like looking around and then he's just gone and there's no artifact on my eyes from like you know seeing something or any of that i was already yeah. awake for two minutes and then yeah i'm looking at you and you're just fucking passed out I'm gone and this dude's gone now i completely see the lamp it was like now. the same experience i had on the queen mary it was so a weird years ago i never i was like what the fuck yeah tell yeah, me what the like, mary. well I, I think i've told it before but yeah. um but we might as well scare the shit out of our janitor listener <laughs> well these these were a harmless type of like if it was a ghost it was pretty harmless because i always thought i've always said i never want to see a ghost like if the ghosts are real i don't want to see them um i just don't think i could handle it i'd be scared shitless but this because it was so neutral like i it was a shadowy figure. I thought it was you yeah. sitting up in bed, and it because it was there was a window and it blocked like the the window. Like there's like these little portals, port windows, portholes, yeah, yeah. portholes, and um, it blocked the light because there's like light coming through it and it blocked it. And so I thought you were sitting up in bed, and so I wake up and I'm like, "What's wrong? What's wrong, honey? What's wrong?" And you're not answering. And then I look down and you're sleeping in bed. And I look back up and you're the, the thing is gone. And so, but it was like a full on, like, it looked like you yeah. were sitting up in bed looking at me. Yep. And, and so. You, there's no translucent. You just, you I just, just see thought, a dark yeah. Figure. And I wasn't even freaked out like I yeah. thought I would be. <clears throat> Same. I, I was like, yeah, there was no, it was, there was no face or anything. It just like, as if you were blocking the light, like I couldn't, you're, you know, backlit. So I couldn't see, but like, it, it was like you were looking at me and it happened twice. Um, in that room. In that room, yeah. So you fall back asleep and then you wake up and it happened again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that being said, Steve, this is a quote from this morning. Steve said, I am terrified of you. I saw a ghost two weeks ago and I wasn't even scared at all, but I am deathly frightened of you. I'm so way more scared of you. Think That's of it. Said. I'm way more scared of you. So think of it this way. Mr. Janitor friend, yep. it could be me walking in the hallways. That's true. And that would be way more scary. That would be way more scary. Because Steve Green has seen ghosts and mm-hmm. says, I'm way more scary. Nikki's way more scary. I'm terrifying, actually. Nikki on a tear. 
that way, ghost way it thinks it's making all kinds of crazy sounds in there like banging around like i could do a way better job yes you can i'd be way louder than that ghost i have been i will be you in the right future now. i will always be i am i throw tantrums yep. i mosh around the room yep. steve talks about it i kicked a cement pillar with my foot yep. in sandals i think yeah, I, and much. you know what Might i was well like I, think were get, cats, I was like get, you know say something paul Say something, and that pole was scared. It crumbled. Surprised you didn't break your fucking foot, honestly. I I think I might have slightly fractured, fractured a toe, yeah, but I, I didn't so. want to talk about it because you should have seen the other guy. The temper on this lady is hilarious because <laughs> she's just a tiny lady in a tiny little body, but her temper is hilarious. So come over, spend a week with me, and then your job will be nothing. Piece of cake. True. Piece of you, cake. Yeah, you won't be scared anymore. No, but that shit freaks me out. I watch all kinds of ghost shows and like um. If there's like drawers opening on their own or like I'm alone and there's like doors slamming or no, immediately no, I'm done. I always thought like seeing a ghost would be like fucking, you know, translucent glow thing, like Hollywood shit. I always thought it'd be like a little creepy girl that was asked if I want to play with her. I know. Instead, both times I've seen something, it was like, you know, that time where I saw some figure in my mom's old room when I was a kid visiting from san diego yeah. or visiting san diego from virginia just like the orange glow of the alarm clock i see this dark figure standing over my bed when i wake up in the middle of the night maybe you should stop looking at alarm clocks i know right well why are they always in fucking bedrooms always they bring the they bring the spirits are there alarm <laughs> clocks next to the dolls <laughs> and the door's completely closed and there's just this fucking dude standing over my bed and it didn't feel bad at all same kind of shit yeah but it had been so long since i saw something like this it's not something i think about a lot you know yeah but then, yeah, see, and this guy, I was like, that was just like. But what, when you have sleep paralysis, ago. you have. Oh, yeah, but that's different because you're. It's a totally different shit, thing because yeah. I'm like awake and like yeah. in my body and present and shit. When you saw the neutral ghost. When I saw the neutral ghost. Yeah. But the shadow men guys are like fucking floating and shit. Okay. And they're like talking to me. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's way different. <laughs> I don't know how to get over fear of dolls. <clears throat> I've never liked dolls. I have only been given a doll like once in my life from my grandma and I threw it in my parents' closet and I refused to look at it and I cried in the middle of the night. I hate dolls. Dolls are scary. Yeah. They, I mean, why they, they have no business looking like people. My parents, no business. My parents got my sister an American Girl doll. Yeah. I remember during this very famous Christmas where she cried nonstop after because she wanted like a Miss Potty pants or some shit. Yeah. And my parents spent more money to get the American doll. I heard and my story. sister fucking hated it. Yeah. Miss Potty pants. Miss Potty pants, whatever. Some yes. cheap ass thing. And that's when my mom realized, like, don't try to outsmart kids. Just get them exactly what they want. Yeah. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you want spaghetti and they order you some fancy pasta and you're like, this isn't fucking spaghetti. Yeah. This is farfalle or whatever. Or like, I want macaroni. Oh, they have macaroni and cheese, but it's not craft macaroni and cheese. It's like some, like, very expensive, like, Che- like rich cheese and you're like i it's hate the worst. this honestly that's one of the worst things that's one of the most disappointing things is having macaroni and cheese that isn't just craft macaroni yeah and cheese. <laughs> it's always disappointing to kids me. just want what they want what they're yep. used to they don't know like what's more quality what's more expensive the only other mac and cheese that i think can hang yeah is maybe kfc's mac and cheese it's pretty fucking good i don't remember it it's pretty damn i good. like when people make their own mac and cheeses now like as no, an adult like as an adult I prefer but craft. as a kid, it's like, I only know one mac and cheese and that's the only one. Mm-hmm. And so if you serve me some other shit, like you're wrong. Yeah. I remember I had some friends to get into the Velveeta shells and cheese. Yeah. It's respectable. I liked it. It's not the same. It's respectable. Respectable. Yeah. Not the same though. Not the same. No. You need that bright neon orange yep. made of chemicals. I need to glow. Mm-hmm. I need my insides to feel sticky. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Throw the uh, that job in the garbage. <laughs> nice. I, hey, nice. I was gonna say throw the dolls in the garbage but you know what no just gone i'm gone yeah that's no i'm out of there that's not fun do you think dolls were invented for to have for so that demons could have bodies to go in yeah of course that's why they invented i mean i feel creeped out by dolls i 100 percent think that Ugh, look at look at you with people eyes yeah cold people eyes Ugh. i don't i feel for you man hey 100 you know Email us if you're ever, you know, go, oh, can you take a video and email that? Yeah, can I see your yeah. drawer video, bud? Yeah, or like the, the wild animal sounds. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's sick. Okay. We have one more question. Okay. And this is titled, boyfriend has been meeting up with his ex behind my back. Oh, that's oh, devastating. No, this is worse than ghosts. 
Nick, uh, please keep anonymous. Okay, we'll right. do. That was very highlighted in in bold and uh, capitalized. Understood. Hey, Nikki and Steve, been a listener for a while now, and I find myself agreeing with almost all the advice you both give. So I thought I could use some of that good advice right now. Let's Aww. go. It's awesome. It's not professional advice, but thank you. I'm glad you appreciate it. I'm a twenty three. I'm a twenty three year old male. And my boyfriend is 21. Let's call my boyfriend Alex. Okay. We met in college and became very good friends. He's really good looking, extremely intelligent, and funny as fuck. Hey, congrats. Nice. We both thought we were straight until a year later when Alex came out to me as gay and introduced me to his boyfriend at the time. Let's call him Kevin. I didn't come out to him because I didn't want to make things weird between the three of us. And I also had a feeling Kevin was jealous of me. They ended up breaking up later that year. And Alex and I got together in summer of 2021. Turns out Kevin was jealous of me. So just what you thought. Mm -hmm. And my friendship with Alex caused some problems with their relationship. Anyway... Alex is he my was right. Anyways, he was right. Yeah. Alex is my first relationship ever. And at this point, I know I'm ready to be in a relationship. Thanks to all the dating advice you give. Aw. Let's go. Um, early in the relationship, I noticed Alex has a photo album of Kevin on his phone, but I didn't make a big deal about it. Alex also admitted that back when he and Kevin were dating, Kevin texted him what he was doing with Alex and what he was doing and Alex replied that he was at home Kevin went to surprise him at his place but he wasn't home turns out Alex was at Disneyland with his sugar daddy and that also caused problems with the relationship get the fuck Uh, out of here alright this is interesting yeah this is I love this juicy relationship when people submit this stuff. Because I'm like ooh I'm an old married woman and I don't get any drama in mine okay so anyway he was at Disneyland with his sugar daddy Alex said there wasn't anything going on with the sugar daddy and it was purely for money and he admits that it was a bad thing that he did that and it made him so sad to fuck up the relationship. I also didn't make a big deal out of it and thought it was great he was being honest and real with a story like that. He has been a great and loving boyfriend and I don't have anything to complain about until now. I have a habit of looking through his phone. I know it's bad, but I can't help it. You're bad. You know what? When you have a hunch, because I've never looked through Steve's phone ever. But I looked through my ex-boyfriend's phone all the motherfucking time because I had this like hunch and I was always right. And that's the thing. It's like, yes, it's bad to look through someone's phone. You should respect their privacy. And if you're doing that or feel the need to do that, you probably shouldn't do with that person. and You have trust issues. But at the same time, I think like at least having that evidence made me feel less crazy. And then I was able to feel better about us breaking up because I was confirmed right yeah whereas like he would lie to me if i just asked him straight out right anyway um i found out he has been texting his ex and he even has the flexing arm emoji to next to his name this made me a little jealous since i also work out but i still didn't make a big deal about it they were (laughs) they were also mostly some short texts and some happy birthday texts and later i found out that they had also texted on snapchat since snapchat deletes texts there wasn't much for me to see but i saw alex had saved a text from his ex saying thanks pa pa is short for poppy pappy poppy why is he calling my boyfriend Pa? But whatever, I brush it off again. Wow, you're really patient. A few months later, I found out that Alex still has a flirty picture of Kevin shirtless on his bed in a photo album. I didn't notice this in the first time I looked through it, but then I, uh, but I still let it slide. Now, a year later into the relationship, I found out through his text messages that Alex has been hanging out with his ex, Kevin, recently. I only had a short time to look through his phone, but I learned they hung out four weeks ago and with both of our friend, both of their friends. Another time where Kevin sent Alex his location to meet up and another time where Kevin asked to hang out, but Alex couldn't. This all occurred in the last two months. This really hurt my feelings and now caused trust issues. I don't think there's anything bad going on because in the text, Kevin said he all he wants to do is hang out, but still respects our current relationship kevin even told my boyfriend to say hi to me for him but alex says never mentioned the fact that they still text and hang out together i'm done letting things slide and i want to tell alex about everything i mentioned put your foot down yeah what the hell there shouldn't be any secrets going on between couples right i would be fine with him texting and hanging out because i don't want to be a toxic boyfriend cutting off connection with his ex however the fact that alex is keeping this a secret for me is what hurts that's absolutely right yeah I would talk to my boyfriend about it, but I also don't want to admit that I looked through his phone. It also bothers me since I'm not sure how how long this is going and going on for. I know it's toxic for me to look through his phone, but at this point, I think the suspicions are justified. Should I just wait for the right moment to confront Alex about all this, or should I just admit that I looked through his phone and confront him about it now? Are we both just toxic for each other? 
Also, love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Love both of you guys. Love you. We love you too. We love you. This but sucks. you got to stick up for yourself sometimes. Yeah. Okay? That's what you're not doing. But how would you do it? Not be a carpet. No, I know, but like he's saying, he's going to stick up for himself, okay. but he doesn't want to admit that he's been going I, through the phone. You, you you can't do shady shit and not admit it. Yeah. You have to fucking admit it. I did when I confronted uh, my ex first, I said, hey, is there something you want to tell me? Like, is with your ex, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, okay, this is really shitty, but I felt weird and I looked through your phone because I just... So it felt like something was off and I know I shouldn't have looked at your phone. I'm really sorry about it. I'm really but, sorry that I found out that you're shady. But I also <laughs> found all these texts from your ex and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then, of course, you got to be prepared that they're going to throw they're it on you. They're going to deflect it back for, to by you, yeah. going through, That you went through their phone. But, but they did shady shit. They did way shadier shit and it yeah. was just a deflection. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know. Maybe, they got to try though. They or you try. could wait for the next time something shady happens and try to catch it happening yeah why don't you try to catch him fucking you know how far <laughs> how far are we gonna take this thing i don't know i mean give me a break already if you know something yes you achieved it through illicit means and you were a very naughty boy yeah. for that. however if you did shady shit you got to own the cause right why why am i coming to you it's because i did this but you are fucking shady yeah and maybe and what maybe there's a reason that you went through it like was there something that spawned the interaction like so for me, it'd be like my boyfriend was like ignoring me and I was <clears> like, hey, I really want to hang out tonight. And he was like making up all these excuses why he has to go out and like he, write like because he needs to write. And he's a writer and he needs to write alone. And he was just going to go by himself somewhere. And then I'd be like, OK, I mean, I'm going to give people their space. Sometimes I like to be alone. Like yeah. we live together like I and I lived in the studio. And so it was like maybe he needs some space. Sure, that's valid. But I just had this feeling that like, because he came home at like five in the morning and it's like, who's, where are you even writing at five in the morning? The bars close at two because yep. we're in California, not in Las Vegas. And, um, and so it's like, where were you between two and five? Like, where was that? And so, yeah, I don't, I didn't want to seem like a crazy. So I was basically being a crazy in secret by like waiting for him to go to bed. He falls asleep. I look through his phone and mm. um, find all this shit. Like him texting girls, pictures of him dancing with girls, like all kinds of shit. And it's like, wow, he really like made me feel guilty because I was like really wanting to hang out. He's like, I need my space. I need my space. Yeah, and then right. he's like dancing Gotta with girls pages, all night. Babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they then they go back and hang out at their friend's place and like so they're good. all like hanging out together, whatever. Really fucking bullshit shit but then it's like how do i bring this up now my heart is in my stomach and i feel like really betrayed and how do i bring this up i can't just say like why well, wait till you went to sleep and then i looked at your phone but like yes, I, I had to yeah you have to so i did and then we always had this thing where we kept we didn't have passwords on our phones so that we could like you know have an open trust and then he started putting passwords on his phone, which made me even more suspicious of, of shit. So then instead of being like, oh, you're safe because you have a password. No, buddy. I'm going to watch you put in the password. Obviously, yeah, when you yeah. think I'm not looking, I'm fucking looking and I'm going like, to see your password. And then I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to fucking get in your phone again and find out why, where you're hiding from me. This is called a toxic <laughs> person gives you advice. So what I'm saying is it didn't end well. <laughs> yeah. But you should confront them and give them the opportunity. However, when you get these suspicions again, instead of slowly spiraling into a crazy person that that keeps can't not check your s person's phone you recognize you have trust issues and it's yes. just not gonna work yeah exactly so i would allow him some grace but also he's 20 he's 21 years old yeah what do you want he did some shady shit to his last boyfriend and uh and now like sometimes you just don't learn if you didn't have to learn so yep. Um, yep. I don't know. I don't know. He's maybe in a different phase of his life. And you're going maybe... through that phone because your relationship has trust gaps. Yeah, there are cracks. And you know it and we know it. And you feel betrayed. Like someone's hiding something from exactly. me. Exactly. Like if, if Steve was not telling me that he was going to hang out with his ex, now it's a secret. Why is it a secret? Exactly. If there's not shady shit going on, why is it a secret? Exactly. That's that's Because it needs to be a secret because I am being shady. Exactly. Or... 
you just feel like you don't want me to overreact to something, which is still sh- super, super I, shady. Why am I in a relationship exactly, with you? Exactly. Then why I'll are you, why are you with me if you think that I'm going to overreact to something and we can't have a decent conversation about it? Yep. So, yeah, I... Uh, you don't get to enjoy the benefits oh, of, no. of a monogamous relationship um, like the way that I do. Yeah. And then not have to sacrifice certain things for that. Yeah. Or like even just have a discussion. Exactly. Like, but that's, that's what I mean. So like, I can't just go hang out with my ex willy nilly and then, and then just blame it on Nikki and say, yeah, because I was afraid you'd freak out. But I yeah. still want the benefits of my monogamous relationship. It's like there are responsibilities inside of it that help you to maintain that monogamous relationship that you have to take into account. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Every relationship is just an agreed upon set of rules. Mm-hmm. And so if you both agree like, hey, we don't hold anything from each other. I mean, maybe that's a conversation to, ha- to have. Maybe Definitely. you didn't set those rules in the beginning. So maybe set those rules. And what's, once it's an agreement and you both agree that in your relationship you do things that way, then if one person breaks it, now like you, have, it's very valid that exactly. you have trust issues. Exactly. But um, you definitely have to talk to them. And uh, that's the only way that they're probably going to learn. Um, but what do you want out of this? Because I'm not even clear necessarily. Like You obviously want to... Co- confront the situation well, it but sounds like they, they want to but then they say at the same time i don't want him to not hang out with his ex anymore well no i get what he's trying to say because like so in my ex relationship i was like very chill girlfriend like go hang out with whoever you want but it's very out in the open like hey i'm gonna have dinner with so and so and like things that we have agreed in our relationship are not okay yeah um and that was just like a mutually we had long discussions and like it was like yeah you know what it does make me a lot, feel a lot more comfortable you're like you were actually the one that said to me like i don't think it's cool to go have dinner with the next yep. and i was like i always felt that way but i felt like i was being too controlling by like voicing my how i feel Call me controlling yeah but i and, think that's whack but it really is just like in some that's people's whack. relationships they're t- super cool about it and some people's are like hey you know what I agree. I'm not very comfortable with it. So, like, and that's it, for me. Like, yeah. maybe other people. Hey, you like it? Go for it. Dude. Yeah, honestly, I'm not saying like because I, I remember I said this before, and people were like, "I can't believe that you would still like won't hang out with people. Like, uh, you won't go to dinner with someone of the opposite gender." And it's like, yo, like, do whatever you want in your relationship. Yeah, don't do it. And we are <laughs> very clear about what makes us feel comfortable or not. Yeah. And if I did want to go to dinner with a friend of the opposite gender, there would be a discussion. And like, see, would have to feel comfortable before I ever agreed to doing something yeah, like that. And honestly, it would probably be something business related or whatever, yeah. and I wouldn't give a fuck. But yeah. it's not. But it's not. But so, it's. But there's a discussion because yeah, we've already had. It sounds like, so rigid. No. But it's just these. It's innate, a general guideline. It's just these innate things yeah. that we just do in our relationship. And if it wasn't, if it didn't, <clears throat> like. If there was totally like, there's nothing weird about going to have dinner. Then why does it make me feel a little bit icky? to do exactly. it without asking exactly right. you know like it exactly. makes me feel like i'm hiding something when i'm there's nothing to be hidden yep. so what he's saying is like hey as long as there's nothing to be hidden i'm really cool with you hanging out with whoever you want but the fact that you chose to hide this makes me think that there's something shady totally. so i think what he's saying out of this is like he's not the type that feels uncomfortable with this guy hanging out with people unless it's going to be this like secret. Yeah. So if you're gonna, so that's what that's what I was getting yeah. at. Like, what do you want out of this? So maybe it's like open if communication. Going, yeah, if you're going to be doing this, I need to know about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, the more you have communication and be very clear about what you both want yes. and what you agree Crystal. upon, the better your relationship will You'll be. You'll have more trust. Yep. You'll appreciate your partner more. You'll notice that your partner will just naturally do the nice trusting thing instead of the opposite thing. And yeah. then be like, what? I didn't know that you cared about that, which is such a bullshit thing that we all have done before. <laughs> <laughs> and if they continue to break trust, then get out. Yeah. Get out of there. You don't exactly. need it. You don't need that in your life. There's better relationships to be had. But yeah, I feel for you. And um, you can do this. You got this. You can do this. And it'll only. If it's meant to be, it'll only make your relationship stronger. Never be scared of sticking up for yourself, ever. Totally. If something feels off, you should definitely address it. Like, don't feel weird about seeming weird. Like, if your partner respects you, they'll listen and they'll understand, like, they'll try to understand your point of view. Exactly. Exactly. 
All right, guys. Well, That's thank you time. for um, sending in all your questions. Again, if you have a question you would like us to answer in our very non-expert opinions, uh, feel free to message us, podcast at Nikki.Limo. That's podcast at N-I-K-K-I dot L-I-M-O. Also check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky, S-T-I-K-K-I. And buy whatever we told you to buy during yes, the ad break, you know? Please. Tell our sponsors we sent you and like all that jazz. Helps and, a lot. Thank you for supporting the show. We love you. Bye. We'll see you next time. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.